Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. Not only have I been the owner of Mint Mobile for the last few years, I've also been a customer. I don't know if you knew this, but anyone can get the same premium wireless for $15 a month plan that I've been enjoying. It's not just for celebrities, so do like I did and have one of your assistant's assistants switch you to Mint Mobile today. I'm told it's super easy to do at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at hm.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. For fast dopamine release. Automatic. You can... You can shop done and get a dopamine like immediate. You can play on social media, immediate dopamine hit, right? Candy, sugar, done. sugar, done. dopamine, right? Like, and dopamine's powerful, man. Like that is a powerful hit that you get from that. And dopamine, it's not the wellness. Like I say, it's not wellness. No. It's not the happy neurotransmitter. No. It is the more motivational, more, more, more. Imagine a life where you feel supported, connected, and understood. I get it. Being a mom is hard, especially when you're spinning so many plates. We exhaust ourselves trying to create the perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your family without the stress perfectionism brings. On this podcast, I provide practical and relatable life experiences. I teach women quick and easy-to-use strategies to help them reclaim their identity, reignite their marriage, and enjoy their children. If you're ready to be challenged, then pull up a chair, grab a pen and paper, because it's about to go down. I'm Veronica Cisneros, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Empowered and Unapologetic Podcast. Hey ladies, I'm Veronica Ciceros, a licensed marriage and family therapist and the host of the Empowered and Unapologetic podcast. Today's guest is Maureen Towns, who is the founder and owner of Maureen Towns Consulting. 
which is a consulting company designed to help families struggling to care for their loved ones with mental health and addiction issues. Maureen's 25 years of nursing experience in both public and private health care across Canada and her own family's struggle with mental illness and addiction transformed her approach to parenting atypical kids. Today, she enjoys stronger relationships with her kids and a life of freedom from riding the roller coaster of codependent parenting. Oh boy, do I know all about that. With a focus on communication, boundary setting, and advocacy, her mission is to bring that same wholeness, healing, and freedom that she's found to families across the world. Maureen has published her first book, and I'm going to tell you right now, it is really good. It is called Broken Open in 2021, and hosts a community of support for parents who are struggling called the Chaos to Calm Membership Community. So please help me by welcoming my guest, Maureen Towns. So here I am with, of course, the one and only Maureen, and we are going to get into what I wish I knew about the pandemic and how it's impacted my teens. So Maureen, thank you so much for jumping on, for being on here and helping us out with this topic. Thank you so much for having me. I'm pretty excited to come on and talk about this because it is such a huge, huge issue. I think, you know, you talk about teens specifically, specifically, and I think it's affected everybody. Oh, hell yeah. Absolutely. There's such a spectrum of responses and um, feelings of, of people coming out of the pandemic, everywhere from people who can't wait to get back into a big crowd to people who uh, are terrified of it and don't want to go anywhere and, you know, saying things like, I didn't get the memo that the pandemic's over, you know, what's going on. And and then I think if you take any of those responses that you see in adults or or in yourself and magnify them by, you know, 50, that's where, that's where our teens are sitting. Yeah. Just, just, it's huge. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. What would you say is something that keeps coming up for you with regards to, the pandemic's impact? Mm, I think it's just the fact that everybody's threshold is very, very thin for stress. Collectively, we are are not as resilient as we used to be. And I think that is um, a symptom of the past two and a half years, for sure, but also the way our society is set up. You know, we, um, we don't have reciprocal positive reciprocal interactions mm-hmm. on the day-to-day pre-pandemic we didn't have that yeah you know the things that build resilience in people that like I say those positive casual interactions with people our societies were really 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 siloed you tend to drive everywhere you don't see as much foot traffic in neighborhoods and the evenings you know we we are built for for tribes of 60 to 100 people and you know those are are known people like imagine if you you were in a neighborhood with 60 to 100 people and you knew those people and you had meaningful relationships and daily interactions with them those are resilience building yep. things but we have uh interactions with thousands upon thousands daily especially through social media and they're not necessarily meaningful and we now have you know pulled out of positive, casual, reciprocal interactions. And so collectively, we're, we are incredibly, incredibly stressed. 
And change takes energy. And the constant change that we've been through in the last two and a half years has left us all fairly with little energy left for anything else, including looking after ourselves. Think about the changes, I mean, that you've experienced in the last couple of years. I mean, we, we tend to forget what's gone on, but I have, I made a little list. I mean, there was initially the masking, right? And the social distancing that went on. Um, Things were closing down. Uh, You were forced to work from home. Kids were off school, homeschooled, back to school, homeschooled. Just kidding. Homeschooled. Yeah. 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 Went on and on and on. We went from, uh, you know, shortages on toilet paper. You guys probably went through the same thing. Oh yeah. (laughs) Shortages on toilet paper. Um, We went through some period here where people forget that you could be pulled over in your car and you had to prove that the people in your vehicle lived in the same household as you, or you could be fined. Oh, wow. You know, which was a short period of time. And I don't even know if anyone was actually pulled over. There was short staffing. There was delays everywhere. You know, we went through um, new rules for being sick. You couldn't go to school. You couldn't go to work. You couldn't go to crowds if you you had a runny nose. Yeah. You had to visit outdoors, uh, essential travel only. There was no washrooms for a period of time. So if you went for a walk, you couldn't get in a washroom. People here, I know in Canada, were banging on pots and pans in the evenings as a thank you to healthcare or frontline workers. Mm. Then it went to, from that kind of, you know, thank you to protesting at hospitals and uh, some healthcare worker abuse has gone on. We went from having too much info to no info to too much info to no info. So the change has been rapid and uh, constant. Yeah. And as you were starting to like kind of list all of these, you're right. We, it happened, we adapt, it happened, we adapt, it happened, we adapt. However, are we really adapting? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Like, it's kind of like, it's kind of like everything else most of us do. Okay, we're just going to brush that under the rug. Like, it wasn't a big deal, okay? You asked me to wear a mask, I wore a mask. You take, yeah, Now I can take it off, okay, I take it off. My kid can go to school, no, they can't. All right, cool, okay, what's next? And although there is some emotional attachment to that, or it triggers us or it frustrates us, it's like, oh, okay, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm not going to harbor it, I'm not going to, I'm not going to stay with it, I'm going to move forward. However, it impacts all of us substantially. Mm-hmm. And for us adults, yeah, it, it impacts us and it impacts the way we interact, the, the way we are in our relationships. But I think one of the biggest things we forget is our kids, if we're struggling with adapting, just kind of how you mentioned, you know, where are our teens at? Absolutely. You know, we're struggling to adapt and we, and we, we know it, you know, it's temporary. Yep. We know everything comes and goes. Teens don't necessarily know that. Yep. Um, we aren't at a phase of our lives where we're individuating, you know, oh. and that we're developing a sense of self, you know, in, in response to our peer relationships. They are. Yep. And they've been blocked off from that. So I think that, you know, being being a teenager in that time would have been horrendous. Plus, they're watching their parents and their Struggle. family members who are stressed, right? Yeah. And I mean, for those of us who, I mean, I was well-resourced dur- during the pandemic and, you know, my income wasn't affected. Yeah. But there are a lot of people who weren't well-resourced during the pandemic and whose income was affected. So yeah. you're worried about your livelihood 
you know, the stress in your home and in your family is going to be through the roof and your teens are going to feel it. Absolutely. They're going to take it on and they don't know how to handle it. They don't know how to process it. They probably don't want to ask for help because you're stressed, mm-hmm. you know, and so they're just, I, like you say, like times a hundred, you know, times 500, that's how your teens are feeling. Yeah. And I think, you know, even, even I am still processing. So what happened? Yeah. How am I really doing? Am I okay? How do I, how do, how do I get okay? Yeah. You know, and I, like I say, I have perspective and a sense that this isn't permanent. And I don't think that teens necessarily have that. Yeah. With learning about how the pandemic has affected our brains and the ability to adapt to stress. Can you tell me more about that? Yeah, I think that, um, I mean, there's, there's a study that was done um, by, I think, Dr. Bruce Perry. Either he did the study or he cites the study, and he's a neurodevelopment uh, development and trauma specialist. And he talks about, you know, we crave the familiar mm-hmm. when we are taxed, when we are stressed. And he cites yeah. the study about kids in a hospital, and these kids were in the hospital, and they're they're, you know, away from their family of origin. And their future is somewhat uncertain. And in the study, they went into the hospital and took these kids uh, a brand new shiny toy. And they also offered these kids uh, a toy from home, maybe broken, scratched up, well-used toy. And they offered the kids and said, which one do you want? And the kids took the toy from home. Mm -hmm. And and that helped me to get my head around what was happening for me because I, I'm an extrovert and I crave, you know, human interaction. And yet when I'm offered the opportunity to go out and have human interaction, you know, I go get all dressed up to get groceries or go to the dentist or whatever it is. I go out and I can't wait to get home. And I'm like, Whoa, what's going on there? And I think it's that it's that there's so much newness there's so much to be on guard for. I'm watching things. I'm listening. I hear people cough and I notice, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know I, I'm, I realize I'm getting funny looks in the grocery store. Oh my gosh, I'm going the wrong way down an aisle. You know, all of this takes energy and I don't, like I said, I don't have anything left. I'm not necessarily feeling recharged by going out. I want to go home, yeah. close the door, close the blinds and sit on the sofa. Yeah. We just don't have anything left. Definitely. Yeah. Novelty takes energy. You know, as you're saying that, it made me think of, you know, like myself and my day to day and even the girls. And yeah, I remember there was one day there was a lot of travel, um, but there was one day where it was like, I, I can be on social media all day Mm -hmm. and it didn't dawn on me on how long we were sitting there flipping, flipping, flipping until a couple hours went by and I started to notice the change from lightness to darkness. Mm -hmm. And it was like, holy shit, we haven't done anything. Mm -hmm. We've been here and don't get me wrong. It was nice to not do anything. And at the same time, like there was zero interaction between me and the kids. (laughs) Right. Um, Which sometimes don't get me wrong. It could be totally a good thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was like, it took, for me, it was like, I need to get us the hell out of here. I need to get us out of here. And I'm going to tell you right now, Maureen, I don't want to do that. And even when I come home, I want to just be home and I want to just be with what's familiar. Mm-hmm. And 
I know better that that's probably going to, you know, if we do that long enough, that's probably going to cause symptoms, you know, going down the line of depression, anxiety, or anything else. But yeah, I love, I appreciate that you said that it is, it's, it's something familiar. It's something that we've done for a very long time. I know for me with quarantine, I loved everything about it because I had my family and my kids with me all the time. And now it's, it is, it's, it's pushing ourselves to go ahead and do something different when we've been faced with so many transitions Mm -hmm. and not wanting to, not wanting to challenge anything. Yeah. So it's, it's, I like what you're saying because it's, you know, I can do the same thing. I can stay on social media. I can put binge watch Netflix and yet I'm not really present Yeah. to anything. No. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's like, is it the end of the world? No, it's not the end of the world, but it isn't recharging you it at all. No, it's not giving you a sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. And so I think about that with, you know, our, our crave, our, our, we crave isolation. We crave, you know, shutting everything out because it's a lot, right? It's, there's a lot going yeah. on and it's hard to adjust and to find that balance. And I think about, you know, your body's always sending you signals, right? Your body is always telling you something, right? Yeah. Your heart rate's a little high. Your stomach's a little bit upset. And I don't think, I know that I'm not, and I know a lot of people are not very good at listening, to the signals mm-hmm. that your body's sending you and under and interpreting them. And so what I tend to do is, you know, my body's sending me signals and I'm uncomfortable. So what I'll do, like I say, put the Netflix on and play Candy Crush on my phone, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is essentially, num- we talk about that as numbing out. Well, that's just actually shutting down the signals that my body's trying to tell yes. me that I need something for myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm just shutting it down. I'm actually putting the mute button on the signals and ignoring it. I'm not actually... Um, doing anything to resolve what the distress that I'm in. Yeah. And so when it's over, like you say, you kind of put the phone down and you go, well, that wasn't the end of the world, but I don't really feel well. Mm-hmm. And I know this isn't going to lead to anything positive. And so there's a difference between numbing out, which is, you know, you, you know, you can be on social media and we know that it, just stimulates dopamine, which is the more, 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 more neurotransmitter. But the well-being neurotransmitter, the serotonin, is what's lacking. That's what my body, my body wants me to relax, right? My sympathetic nervous system is overstimulated, too much change, too much stress. Uh, I don't like what's going on. And so what I need to do then is sort of balance things out. Our bodies crave homeostasis and balance. So we need to stimulate the parasympathetic nervous system or your vagal system and things like uh, anything with rhythmic movement will is vagal, right? So that's why meditation is so good. You know, the, um, or, you know, bringing you back to one, bringing you back to the present. Yeah. 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 Or, you know, if you put on, if you love cooking and you're cooking and, or, you know, you're moving around while you're doing it or dancing, or, you know, for some people it's sitting in nature and watching the clouds, Mm -hmm. reading a book, going for a walk. These are the sorts of things that will actually increase serotonin, which is a sense of well-being, as opposed to numbing out the distress with uh, dopamine and 
I don't think any of us know the difference. Um, you know, one of your topics is, you know, how do we easily confuse self-care with social isolation? I loved that point. I loved, mm-hmm. loved that point. How do we confuse self-care with social isolation? Well, I think, you know, I, 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 I put the point in there because I've been there. I, yeah. I've been confused. Like I yeah. know, I, I know I need downtime. So, and I know it's good to learn how to say no to things so you don't overcommit. So I've done that, but I kind of just want to turn. I don't want to answer emails or the phone mm-hmm. or the door. I'm hiding. I'm actually hiding from the world. Yeah. And when it's over and I sit and I think, do I feel well? The answer is no, I don't actually. I don't feel well. I I feel like hiding more. <laughs> yeah. And and I compare that to, and, and, it's, and it's a long time, it's been so long since, you know, we've had these feelings, but, you know, I've had, I had my kids over towards the end of the pandemic and I had my kids over for dinner and we were out, we were outside in the yard and I had dinner with them. And I mean, it wasn't a, you know, there wasn't fireworks going off the whole time or anything. It was fairly calm and fairly yeah. low key and they weren't here that long which is good because you know, we're kind of <laughs> kind of trying to ease back into things. Yeah. And I can be a little bit socially exhausted. But when they left that night and the next day, I'm walking around with a big smile on my face, feeling super grateful. Yeah. That's the difference. So I feel unwell. I want to hide from the world. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't feel recharged. Yeah. To find the thing that makes you smile and feel grateful for you know the connection that you've had either with yourself or with nature or your dog or your family or your friends like where where is that thing for you yeah absolutely why do you think why do you think it's so easy for us to confuse the two because kind of like the example I gave like you know we've been traveling we've been gone all day or we we were gone every single week, you know, um, me looking, you know, outside in. Yeah. You need to, you know, I, I'll even, I, I remember even saying it to somebody, we spent all day at home and they're like, Oh my God. Yeah, girl, you needed it. You haven't been home. You know, you were here, you were here, you were here. And I was like, yeah, you know what? I did need it. However, in reality, there was still that social isolation component, even though I was surrounded by my kids. Yeah. How would it have been different for you if you'd stayed home and played a game with your kids? Oh my gosh. So much different. So much different. And there was that exhaustion. There was that like fatigue, that that Mm -hmm. heaviness and we all felt it. And it's like, wait a minute. And I don't want to make it so crazy extreme. Like, okay, Veronica, you know, calm down. But in the, for that day, we checked out. I think it's a really important distinction because, mm-hmm. because I, like you say, it's so easy to get mixed up in there. Yes. And so you need to really slow down and stop and think like you did. Whoa, 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 whoa. What's happening here right now? It takes a little bit of energy to make yourself put your phones down and play and, you know, play a game. And I think, I think, we are presented now with so many opportunities for fast dopamine yeah. release. And Automatic. You can you can shop and Done. get a dopamine like immediate. 
you can play on social media, immediate dopamine hit, right? Candy, sugar, Done. Of sugar, Done. dopamine, right? Um, alcohol, drugs, Done. <laughs> Netflix, like, and dopamine's powerful, man. Like that is a powerful hit that you get from that. And dopamine, it's not the wellness. Like I say, it's not wellness. No. It's not the happy neurotransmitter. No. It is the more motivational, more, more, more. Yeah. So if you're noticing that, and I, and I found this over the pandemic, I used to be able to sit and watch a movie and be present for the movie. Yeah. Now I need the movie and I want to play on my phone. Yes. And I have trouble sitting still and I'm going to get up and go to the fridge and sit down. And I need food with it. Yep. That yep. is the more, 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 more. What used to satisfy me doesn't do it anymore. I think the another thing I want to make sure I piggyback on is, you know, let's say with TikTok, I was um I was watching it. Don't get me wrong, I love TikTok. And I, you know, I was just kind of going through my scroll and it was like, holy shit. Like, I think I just watched somebody die. Mm. I think I just watched, you know, I think I just watched something die, somebody die. Then I think I watched something die. I don't know if, I know it was a lion. I don't know what the hell he ate, but it looked like a person, but it could have been a deer. Who knows? Right. And then at the same time, you know, the next video is somebody cheated on somebody and their reaction. And then the next video is something hilarious. And then the next thing is something relatable with work. And they're all 30 second snippets, right? Or 20, however long they are. But it's like, I appreciate that you're talking about that dopamine and that instant gratification, instant high, more, 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 Mm -hmm. because an hour or whatever it is, you know, into it, it, you know, I started, let's say at 10 and now it's 12 or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. but it's like, holy shit, I've gone through so many different forms of emotional, um, an emotional reaction. Mm -hmm. And yet I have to process, I have yet to process any of it. And then I'm expected to go to bed or I'm expected to carry my day. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And think about, so imagine if you were, if you didn't have connectivity, mm -hmm. uh, what would you do with your evening? Let's say you have no TV, no computer, no cell phone. How would you spend your time in the evening? Oh, yeah, my ass would be outside. I would jump in the pool. We have a pool, Maureen. We have a pool. <laughs> you know, don't get me wrong. We did that. When did we do that? We did yes. We did that yesterday with clothes on. Brooklyn was like, <laughs> you want to go in the pool, mom? And I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I was like, you want to go in the pool with your clothes on? She had shorts and a shirt and I had my pajamas. And she's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Jumped in the pool. I was like, you know, fuck this. We're getting out. We're getting yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Or like back in the 1950s, people would go for a walk after dinner. Yeah. Right. You'd go for a stroll down the sidewalk. You'd you'd meet your neighbors outside and have a cup of tea. Right. You would read a book. You would read a book to your kids. You would, yeah. you know, like or sit at, as a family and listen to a radio show, you know, whatever the thing. But there was a, an interaction. There was a connection, a, like a real human connection. Mm-hmm. Right. That's resilience building. Yeah, definitely. Whereas what what we're faced with is in interruptions in that process. Mm-hmm. And so it takes some conscious energy to say, okay, what I, what's easy and, and habitual mm-hmm. is actually not serving me. Mm-hmm. And 
This gets really hard, though, with teens, right? Try, try telling your teen that they don't need to be on social media. Yeah. You know, try telling your teen they need more time with the family. And it's not necessarily that they need time with the family. Like I said, they're individuating. They need time with their peers, but they need authentic connection, not Instagram, not TikTok. Yeah. They need to be like reciprocal relationships. So, mm-hmm. you know, have your friends over, jump in the pool with your clothes on, you know, but everybody leave their phones at the door. Like, let's try that for a little while, Yeah, you know, because I think we need to rebuild, you know, what's been lost, which is a couple of years of, you know, in-person schooling, a couple of years of in-person extracurricular activities. Our teens, poor little teen brains are suffering. You know, they've not made connections that they otherwise would have, you know, in their their brains. And I think that it's important to, you know, really, really almost not just create opportunities, but almost set the stage for success here. So that like, I like, you know, put everybody, put your phone down and let's go jump in the pool with our clothes. Yeah. On. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Like, let's do something kind of funny. Yeah. And I think we've all fallen into that familiarity because for the most part, we believed that that's all we had. That was our only way to connect with, you know, our friends. That was the only way to connect with anybody outside was through some form of social media, mm-hmm. you know, and this is their familiar. This is the teens familiar. And this is their way of relating with somebody. Or even I remember, um, I forgot who it was. I think it was one of my kids' friends. And it was like, oh my God, you totally got to check out my best friend. And I'm looking at the TikTok and I was like, oh, cool. You know, how long have you guys been friends for or whatever? And it's like, oh no, it's my friend on TikTok. Like, they're only friends because she can relate with everything that this TikToker is, is displaying or whatever their content is. And it's like, oh crap. But we attach ourselves to that and we stay stuck. The word friend has changed, hasn't it? Oh, um, substantially, substantially. Absolutely. Love, you know, these are all words that get tossed around completely differently than they used to. I know looking for the right therapist can be challenging. However, feeling overwhelmed and disconnected is even harder. Life is filled with several twists and turns, some more severe than others. We do our best to handle them as they come and find ourselves at a loss, not knowing what to do or who to turn to. The clinicians here at Outside the Norm Counseling are here to help. We are here to assist you through this time of need. Together, we will identify your strengths and goals and teach you healthy coping skills. Together, we will develop a plan to help you live the life you want to live. Our team is compassionate, genuine, and we take a great deal of pride in providing an empathetic, non-judgmental approach to all of our clients. It's time you've waited long enough, whether it be for you, your child, or if you're in need of a couple session. We are highly trained clinicians ready to guide you. Schedule an appointment now by calling 951 995-3288. Again, that number is 951-395-3288. We're looking forward to meeting you and being a part of your journey. So let's go to, um, you mentioned on here, using a self-care assessment tool to assess your current state of well-being. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? What is it? Well, you know, this is, this is part of a workshop that I, that I do and that's coming up, actually. There's a workshop coming up on September 6th and it's free. It's free. But as part of the workshop, I do hand out, I've created a a self-care assessment tool and, you know, self-care is a term that gets tossed around a lot, 
and I think it's such a trite term for yeah. for such a, a big deal, right? Yes. It's, it's it's a big it's a big deal, man. It's a big thing. And it's not necessarily like maybe you know what what self-care is, but maybe you don't. You know, if you think that self-care is, like I say, time on the sofa. Uh, numbing out, yeah. um, uh, not so much. And no. so it's really important to break down what exactly it, are the components of self-care. And so I have, you know, seven of them there, you know, there's seven things that you can take into consideration when you're assessing, how am I doing right now? Yeah. And it's, and, and, and one of them is social and one, and, and connection with others and real connection, not, not like, 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 like mm-hmm. it's, you know, have I had a conversation? Do I feel connected? Do I relate to what you're saying and yeah. feeling? And can you relate to what I'm saying and feeling? Do I feel seen and heard by you mm-hmm. uh, in a really authentic, genuine way? And that's what connection's all about. So social is one of them. Emotional, you know, like you said, am I able to, you, you talked about seeing these images yeah. on social media and you've got these emotions that you haven't processed and you go to bed. And so, I mean, this is something that's, that we, we need to learn. And as kids, you don't necessarily know how to handle the feelings that you've got. You do rely on your parents and, and, the, and the people who love you in your life to help you co-regulate, help you to process the feelings yeah. that you've got. Um, so you, you have to be, you know, face to face, I think, with people, yeah. you know, even I would consider this face to face with you yeah. to to learn how to process and actually feel the feelings that you've got. Yeah. Um, or they just it just gets stored away. Well, you know? and when we're having like like, for example, this conversation that we're having, you're going to have your feelings. You're going to have your stance. I'm going to have mine. Mm-hmm. We're still able to have a conversation about it mm-hmm. and we're still able to go ahead and talk through it, communicate versus I just automatically I, I just automatically know I like this person because they can relate. I believe they can relate with me. Yeah. I have no interaction with them, yeah. you know, and I'm only focused on all of these videos that are relatable and they tell my story. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, I, I have a lot of kids that'll come in and they'll say, Hey, Veronica, I want you to watch a TikTok with me because this TikTok totally, it's like this person gets me. And this is how I'm, this is how. I know you're going to get gain a better understanding of who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, hold, hold, put the phone down. You know, um, I'm definitely going to want to see this TikTok. However, help me understand who you are as a person. You know, what is it about this TikTok, right? Tell me right. more about this person. What do you imagine them to be like? And when you're describing that, I would think that if the only person that I thought really got me was someone I'd never met yeah. or interacted with on TikTok, I would feel very isolated and alone. Yeah, I would feel so lonely. I might feel validated that someone else in the world has that feeling, but I still feel very, very alone mm-hmm. and unseen. Yep. You know, like that's, that's not processing your emotions. That's no. like, might be identifying them, but it certainly isn't feeling them and learning to handle them in a constructive way. Absolutely. That's a little bit scary. Well, yeah, this is one, this is one of the primary reasons why I definitely wanted to do this. And like I said, I was kind of going over, you know, some of the things that you're, you're, that's coming up with regards to your workshop. And I was like, I need to bring Maureen back. I need more, bring Maureen back because 
you know, your story with, you know, the, the journey with your kids, Mm -hmm. you know, and how open you were in our last interview and just the amount of knowledge and, you know, information you have, it, it comes from, it comes from this true place of authenticity, you know, and you and I are really good with just having conversations, you know, and, and being able to just kind of put it out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it is, it is, it's no, you see this video. And I, again, I do watch the video. I think it's important for all of us. If your kid's coming up to you with a video that's saying this describes me, watch the damn, the damn video. Yeah. However, have a conversation after. Yeah, you why know? is it so important to you? You know, yes. what do you want me to, to, to know about you from this video? Can you put it into words? Can you, yep. can you say it to me? Like, I agree with you. Of course you'd watch the video, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, you take any, any bits of, I'll take of them that they're giving you, I'll right? take like, all of it. Yeah, for sure. And, and, uh, I'm going to go back to the, the self-care components for yes. a second, if, if you don't mind. So yeah, yeah. the social, the emotional, then we get into mental. What's your mindset? Is it, are you feeling optimistic and positive? Are there ways to, and how, how do you set that up? Um, then there's physical, all the things you do to care for your physical body, right? How am mm-hmm. I eating? Yeah. How am I sleeping? Yeah. Do I move my body every day? You know, can I squat? <laughs> <laughs> can I bend over and stand get... back up and not feel dizzy? Exactly. Can you get down on the floor and get back up again? Do you need a crane? You know, yeah. these kinds of things. <laughs> yeah. 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 Recreational. Do you actually have things in your life that help you to, to bring out your inner child? That sense of yeah. wonder and amazement. You know, I always think about that as I love laying under a tree and looking up and watching the clouds. I like watching bugs. I mean, this takes me back to being, you know, a little kid. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it's just, you're just so there, Um, you know, and then you look at spiritual, do you know, what do do you have a sense of purpose? Can you connect with it? Do you feel like it's uh, being put to use in in, in your day to day? And then your environment. I mean, I, I can look around my, my office and does it give me a sense of well-being? You know, do I need to rearrange it? Do I need to tidy it up? Maybe yeah. I need some more color in here. Maybe I need a candle or two. I don't know. But so those are your seven components of, of uh, self-care, which is a sense of well-being. I mean, these are the things that bring about that serotonin, if you want, or like a sense of, of contentedness. And I, I think about a connection with myself, my, my place in the world, mm-hmm. the people that I love what's important to me, um, all the things. So yeah, self-care is a lot more than a mani-pedi, you know? Uh, Yes. A hundred percent. Um, another thing, you know, just to kind of go back to what you were saying with regards to self-care, some of the teens that I see, once I start to see, once I start to encourage, you know, them going for walks or being a little bit more active, you know, we're looking at possible, you know, recommending medication, you know, with mm-hmm. an, obviously I'm going to have them do an assessment first. So I'm going to work with the psychiatrist if they do start that. But it's like, I want to see before I get to that level, if you going for a walk around the damn block is going to start to change things mm-hmm. before we even introduce those things, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm going to tell you, Maureen, when I start to see you know, it kind of goes back to our question that we had earlier before we hit record. When I start to see those kids going for walks, things that would look like depression, things that would look like anxiety, mm-hmm. um, or even that inability to focus, mm-hmm. 
there's so much changes. There's so <laughs> many changes, right? There's so many changes because now I'm not seeing this kid as depressed. They're getting sun. There's a little bit of, of color to them, right? But in addition to that, there's definitely a lot more confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, they start to talk, talk to me about what, you know, what they ran into or what they saw or what they did. And, you know, how one walk around the block ended up running into some friends that were playing a game of ball and they're now playing ball. And guess what, Veronica? I'm like now part of their team. And there's this heightened level of excitement and this, this, this desire to thrive, right? <laughs> Yeah. And our poor teens don't necessarily know that that's out there and available to them. We do. Yeah. Like I'm aware, like, oh, I just, if I know, I know that I'll feel better if I, you know, go for a walk outside around the block, you know, weed the garden, you know, something, yeah, stretch, you know, like move your body a little bit and get outside. And and like you say, like make yourself available for some of those yeah. positive interactions Absolutely. that you can't have if you're sitting in your house. Um, my daughter last year had a bit of a, uh, I would say an emotional crisis, not this year, but last year, like to the point where, and, and this can happen. Like if you can, if you can interrupt that decline mm-hmm. and say, go for a walk and they do, and they, they, you're right. Like you can kind of climb out of it. Yeah. She didn't. And I didn't know she was in trouble until she was in the pit you know yeah she couldn't she couldn't get out for a walk she couldn't she couldn't function Mm -mm. and in that situation you know we used medication to get her to the point where she could get out for a walk yes you know it's not that you use medication and not the other thing no no I I said Ali you know you're you're in the pit man like it's she We're couldn't go to the doctor happens. by herself and she's like 24, you know, yeah. and, and that's like not normal for her. She's a very independent girl. And, and so, yeah, like it, you know, it's, it sometimes, yeah, you don't, you don't give up the healthy self-care behaviors, but sometimes you need some meds to get you to the point where yes. you can actually implement those things. Absolutely. I'm glad you're highlighting that because, you know, our topic is, you know, you know, how the pandemic has impacted our teens. It's not one of those things like just get up off your ass and do something. It's not that easy. You know, and when I'm recommending, you know, some of these teens to go for a walk, there's so much more work, right? (laughs) There's so much more work before I even recommend that, right? Because that could essentially feel like a quick fix. But being able as a parent, as a couple, mom and dad to understand for both of you to have this level of understanding that it is not that big and it's it's not that easy. Mm-hmm. And with TikTok, with all of these social media platforms becoming our best friends, mm-hmm. it's going to be very difficult for us to identify, and I'm so glad you're covering this topic, the difference between self-care and self-isolation when Mm -hmm. that's all we've had for a good majority (laughs) of, you know, what it was, it was a year and a half, you know, probably two years, two, two and a half years. Right now. Yeah. It's well, yeah. Well, I was March, 2020, right? Yes. Yes. So you have quarantine for that year and a half Mm -hmm. or however long you were in quarantine for, then you have that pen, the pandemic you know, that, yeah, we're still trying to recover from Mm -hmm. these kids, all they've known and all they've been conditioned to do for a good amount of time 
in quarantine during the pandemic was instant gratification. Mm-hmm. Help me feel something different than what I'm experiencing. Yeah, exactly. uh, give me a getaway. Yeah. Give me some form of getaway. Shut this agony off, please. Yes. 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 Please yes. stop. You know, when I think about, you say it's not that easy. And I always say, yeah, it's not easy at all. It might be quite simple, but it's not easy. It's yeah. very, very difficult. And I think that, you know, I think about the times, there was times during the pandemic that I was so rattled and on edge and I didn't even recognize it until I was out you know getting the coffee at Starbucks and I just about lost my mind yeah on this man in the Starbucks for standing yeah. too close to me which is is like holy smokes you know that was interesting what happened there you know I I just don't have the threshold for stress and so if your teen is at that place and as a parent you're going yeah. to them and saying you know you I, I want to be I, I don't know about you, but I always wanted to be the helper for my kids, right? Like I can, mm-hmm. I can do it. I can do it. I yeah, can I got it all. I got it all. I got it. I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be your best friend, confidant. I'm almost here. Da, da, da. But, <laughs> tag um, me. I'm in. Tag me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tag me. I'm in. Yeah. But I wasn't the right, I'm not the right person because from me, it sounds like you don't understand. You don't get it. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah. I sound like a duck quacking in their ear and all really what they need from me is love, acceptance, some validation to be seen and heard and to know that I'm a trusted resource for them um, to get some help. And so my job is to, like I say, it's, you know, it's okay. Um, Everybody needs help now and again. Yes. It's your turn today. Yes. Uh, Let me be the person who gives you a hand. Let's get you out to the car. You know, and we're yeah. going to take, get you an appointment and we're going to take you to see someone who can give you a hand. Yeah. Um, and it and it doesn't need to be me. Um, you know, I'm your I'm your rah, rah, because I'm your mom. That's my job. Rah, rah. You can do it. I believe in you. You got this. Um, and when you don't got this, I'm going to give you a hand until you feel like you can get this. Right. So that's, you know, and my job is also to remind them that they don't always have to feel the way they feel. You know, that things, everything changes, you know, and, uh, you know, and and keep reminding them of that because as teens, right, they feel terrible. And and all they know is that this is probably, it's it's always going to be this bad. They're always going to feel lonely. They're always going to feel tired. They're always going to feel fat, ugly, you know, left out, isolated, too skinny, too big, like too tall, too short, you know, whatever it is. Um, it seems like it's going to last forever when you're a teenager. Maureen, we've covered so much, yeah. so much in this, in this time. I'm not even sure how long we've been recording, but we've covered so much. How can people get, get in contact with you? How can people work with you? Uh, consult's always free and the workshop's free. You can find the consult buttons and the sign up for workshop buttons on my website, which is just my name, maureentowns.com. Uh, I'm not hard to find. We're definitely going to have that in the show notes. What about with social media? Social media as well, Maureen Towns? Yeah, I think uh, LinkedIn, I'm at Maureen Towns. Um, and uh, I think Facebook, it's Maureen Towns Consulting, really. Yeah. Why would you say it's really important for parents, especially to um, join this workshop? Well, I think it's I think it's as important as they as listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, because I think that until you can start to identify what's going on, Mm -hmm. 
um, and learn how to, I, like I'm a big proponent of uh, role modeling healthy behaviors. Oh, yes. So, you know. Oh, yes. Our kids are always kids watching. Are watching what, <laughs> they're watching what you do. They're always watching. They're watching what you do, not so much listening to what you say, right? Yeah. Talk yeah. is cheap. So um, if you can start even, you know, role modeling some of the behaviors of self-care and you know, then incorporate some of what we are talking about into the, some of your conversations with your kids. You have to, oh, like start reflecting on, well, how do you feel after a day on social media? How do you feel after a day of going for a hike or yeah. swimming or, you know, like let's, let's talk about what the difference is and, and look into it. Like, I think that's why it's important for parents to know this stuff. You need to know what's going on for you and so that you can almost identify it uh, and you know, give some language to it for your kids. Yep, I love I love that part. I think it's so important for us to educate ourselves. And a lot of the things that we're saying, it's okay, it's okay, it's not, and we know it's not, and we can ignore it, and we can pretend like it's not there. Um, but I know for me, even as a therapist, I'm seeing some of the some of the ways it's impacted me, mm-hmm. you know, and trying to reverse it, even though I have the skills to reverse it. I'm going to tell you right now, you know, just kind of hearing some of the just some of the things you were saying. It's like, oh, shit. Yeah, I totally did that. And that kind of brought up, you know, the example, <laughs> um, the example that I gave. But yeah, none of us, none of us are are privy to, you know, being indestructible. No. Right. We're all going to be impacted recognizing how and maybe how we're modeling unhealthy behavior for our kids. Yeah. Yeah. And I think about some of my biggest regrets is not knowing how to really actually look after myself truly well. Yeah. Um, Because if I don't know how to process my own emotions, I'm certainly not going to be able to help my kids process theirs. And so, and that's the way it was for our family growing up. You know, my daughter said to me the other day, you know, mom, uh, when we were kids, we we really weren't taught, you know, how to process anything. uh, Some of those strong feelings that we were all having. And I'm like, you're uh, fair enough. You're, you know, you're, yes, you're right. And, And of course, you know, if you had a strong feeling, keep it to yourself because yeah. I can't handle your strong feelings because I don't know how to handle my own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we get into this. You know, you've got to learn how to do this for yourself so that you can then be healthy and role model that for your kids. And I, yeah, I, yeah, some of my biggest regrets, not knowing <laughs> that, right? When my kids were younger, but anyway, I do know it now. We know it now and we're working on it. We're working on it. We're work in progress. We're all work in progress. I'm still learning. This is not to say I don't watch Netflix and play Candy Crush. I do. (laughs) I do do this. But we're aware of it. Then I'll go for a walk. I'll go for a walk. I'll go for a walk right after that. Yeah. (laughs) Maureen, thank you so much for jumping on again with us. This was amazing. Thank you so, so much. I I love the work that you're doing. It's it's super important and uh, keep it up. Yeah. Well, One badass to the other badass, right? (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) Many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife. We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic. I want to personally invite you to join our girl gang. It's a free Facebook community for women just like you. Go to www.facebook.com 
forward slash groups forward slash empowered and unapologetic. See you there. What's up, ladies? Just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated. If you love this podcast, please go to iTunes right now, write a review, rate the episode, and subscribe. Don't forget to share it with your friends. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. 
The Addictive Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addictive Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictivemind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.